0: You're listening to a podcast from 702 and Cape Talk. 702 and Cape Talk, the Literature Corner. And
1: today we're joined by excellent South African writer, playwright, and just fabulous Cindy who's in the Cape Talk studio, but will be with us for the next half an hour or so. Cindy We good morning to you, and thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me on the show. The pleasure is all ours. We talk a lot on this show about literature and writing for adults. But, of course, we've got to catch them young. In general, Cindy, what is the state of writing in our country uh, for children in terms of children's book? Is there enough out there, particularly stories that are located in communities and characters that look and sound like you and me?
2: Oh, that's a sad question and the answer is going to be said still yes Mm. there are stories and there is writing that is uh, you know targeted towards children although there is no real such thing actually children's books are everybody's books Mm. but they are not enough especially not enough in the in the indigenous languages Mm. and the few that they are are not being bought which becomes a catch-22 situation
1: Mm, absolutely I wonder if we can start firstly with the book that you've been involved in Before we talk about other books And I have a copy of it here in front of me A wonderful book with some really awesome illustrations as well From Lynn Fellman And this is a book that you, ha- you had co-authored Skin We Are In Talk to us about uh, the genesis of this particular book project
2: This is the book that, that came to me I, uh, I didn't uh, plan to write the book. Mm. Um, the scientist, Nina Jablonski, yes. uh, goes to uh, Steers Stellenb- at Stellenbosch University, mm. and she's been working, and she's a, a lead uh, scientist, if not, you know, uh, in the area of race and skin color. And Stellenbosch University said to her about four or five years ago, this is all very well, excellent work, but Mm -hmm. we need and we want a children's book to come out of this. Mm -hmm. And via a mutual friend, uh, Njabulon Debele, I got roped in. It's a long story. I was reluctant. (laughs) I didn't want to do it. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but it is done, and I'm very
1: happy I was asked. Oh, I didn't realize that he had roped you in.: Well, is Nina, that why one of the characters is Njabulo?:
2: Nina Nina <laughs> suggested that to honor Njabulo for his you know uh, bringing us together, the lead character is indeed named after professor. Dr. Oh wow, yes. that is
1: absolutely lovely. I'm loving this book because it is both a ordinary story that you can read to your kids aloud and have that wonderful tradition revived which many of us had in our families but uh, technology and cell phones we've stopped reading to one another. But it's also interesting because the book is interspersed uh, with these interesting little blocks and I suppose that's where Nina's scientific gems come in because you can read the story, enjoy it as a story and at the same time of course. Course, you can you can learn about things like pigmentation and i at my advanced age he, he, i've learned so much
2: from nina science it's a staggering fact what we know and what we do more what we do not know about skin color mm. especially
1: what it means can i read it? i don't know if you've, you don't have a copy in front of you do you? i do why don't we read a little bit from it shall we what page are you on? <laughs> I'm trying to see the pagination here Actually page... there isn't,
2: uh, there, isn't oh, yeah, yeah, there, is, say, there is but I can. There is one
1: there Let's go to con- page I'm 4 I'm confusing
2: this with one of the books I'm going to be
0: talking
1: <laughs> about Why don't we go to page 4 Cindy, And yeah. uh, just to set the scene of what's happened before You've got Njabulo Who's talking to Uncle Joshua And it's very interesting because they then come Across a chameleon Now read for us from there Where it says lovely isn't he
2: Lovely isn't he Seeing the chameleon, Uncle Joshua comes over and lays a big hand softly on Jabulo's shoulder. Then he takes a long look at his nephew, and it's as if he knows exactly what he is thinking. Relax, Jabulo. It's going to be okay. You're going to have a great afternoon. Jabulo is not so sure. His eyes wander back to the little creature on the leaf. Uncle Joshua... Why can't we all change colour like the chameleon? Uncle Joshua looks surprised at first and then he frowns. You want to change your skin colour? Now why would you want to do something like that?
1: A blush creeps up Njabulo's neck. It's just Njabulo mumbles. Sometimes I just want to be to be different. Different. Asks Uncle Joshua I want to be clever Uncle Joshua's eyebrows rise slightly And it takes a moment before he replies But being clever doesn't come from the colour of your skin Surely you know that Now that's a wonderful, wonderful excerpt, Cindy Because there are topics like sex, religion, death and race Mm -hmm. That are an inevitable part of life everywhere on the planets, and south africa is no different and it can be very hard for teachers for older siblings for moms and dads for caretakers to open up those conversations and i suppose the gift of this book is that there's a difficult topic here and now you have gifted people a tool with which to start those conversations with young people
2: unfortunately as you say these are difficult conversations but at the same time These are conversations that must be held, absolutely Mm. must, absolutely
1: Mm. must be held. Mm. 100%. It's 14 minutes after 11. We're going to take a break. We'll talk about other books. She's going to review a few. But I've got a question for you, moms, dads, teachers who work with little ones. What books do you read to children? Have you found much beyond the obvious? Many of us grew up with Enid Blyton, The Magic Faraway Tree. And this, those are the only ones I can cite from my own childhood. And even the books that were taught when I was a kid, Afrikaans Primary School, But and Sarki, they didn't look like the colored kids from my neighborhood. And I wonder whether things have changed. I'd love to know what it is that you are reading to your children. 11 a Share the love and let's get the message out there about what's available. And if you're in Cape Town on 21
0: 702 and Cape Talk. The Literature Corner.
1: Yes, it is. And we're hanging out with Cindy. Where am going? How lucky are we? And we're talking children's books. And She's going to talk about other titles as well And I want you to tell us what you're reading for your children And whether we have books that are located In our communities It's not to say there isn't magic that happens When you also read about other worlds Particularly in a country where we need to break down differences I do not regret my childhood Of becoming friends with characters Like Moonface and The Magic Faraway Tree But I think there's room for diversity here. Beautiful responses on Twitter Cindy, you to the excerpt you and I read Is Skin We Are In Widely available Where can people get it? Because everyone's now asking me.
2: Well, you know, according to the publisher. (laughs) At all good. At all reputable stores. Reputable bookstores.
1: (laughs) And if you don't have one at the reputable bookstore, ask them for it. Uh, That's the best gift you can give to us as authors. If you don't find it on the shelf, tell them you're looking for a copy of Skin We Are In, co-authored by Cindy Way and also Nina uh, Jablonski. Absolutely love it. Christine Randberg, hello. What do you read to your kids?
0: Good morning. Books for children. Well, I've got grandchildren, but when I read the books for children, I read them a whole series called The Magic Roundabout. Mm. Has anybody ever heard of it? <laughs> Except me.
1: I don't know it, yeah. And and what okay. do your children like it? Do you know the author?
0: Uh, yeah, oh no, I know a lot about it. Uh, may I take a minute or two to explain? Yes, go for it. Okay. It was devised by a Frenchman called Serge Dano, and it didn't work very well. And then uh, Eric Thompson, a British uh, broadcaster, took it over and created a whole series of characters, starting with Dougal the dog and Zebedee the magician, and there's Florence and Mr. McHenry and Mr. Rusty, and Intrude uh, uh, the cow and Dylan the musician. Now, oh. these books are, first of all, they are very funny. Hmm. They have got these lovely, lovely characters in them That make the children smile and laugh And then secondly, if you can get the recordings of them And they are available on DVD as well as on, on uh, CD uh, They are uh, eloquently written, uh, read hmm. by Eric Thompson himself
1: Oh, Stunning, absolutely stunning Thanks for sharing that Chris And maybe other people can find some love in that one as well Cindy, well let's talk about other titles Which one should we start with first?
2: Let us start with something homegrown. Fly, Eagle Fly, an African tale, uh, retold by Christopher Gregorowski, pictures by Nikki Daly. Mm. I I absolutely enjoy this book. I've read it and reread it, and each time I read it, I, 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 I come across something new. It's simply written, which, of course, shows how well written it is, (laughs) because that's deceptive. (laughs) You know, you read the book and it seems simple and you start thinking, I could have written, but you couldn't. To make a book at one and the same time, stylish, simple, but profound, that takes real talent.
1: And what is the basic story like?
2: The, the basic storyline is about loss. You read the first page, which is about two and a half lines long. A farmer went out one day to search for, le, for a lost calf. You know, his cattle had come home and this, this calf was missing. And he spent the night worrying about it. But as if that's not enough. Look at the time of day he's worrying and then there's a storm to make it worse. The next morning he, he goes looking for it. And the way Christopher takes you where he went and what it felt like and the sounds and the feelings and the colors, you spend whole three or four pages going with this farmer. He doesn't, mm. <laughs> it's so well written. You are, you are there with the farmer. And then does he find the calf? No, he stumbles across. A, uh, a, 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 a An eaglet, an eagle chick that has fallen off the nest, mm. and takes it home. And when he takes it home, he finds that the children welcome him, shouting, "You know, the calf came back all by itself. He has found something lost and 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 and, and vulnerable, bringing it home. His own calf has come home, and then the story really begins to be about the eagle." And how it grows with the chickens and believes and behaves and speaks like a chicken until somebody else stumbles on it at his home and and neighbor and convinces that it's beautiful. Despite the fact that that the eagle grows with chickens in the end, its true self takes over and compels it to fly off and away. It's a beautiful story about the essence of being. Doesn't matter who you are, where you are, you have in you something that defines you. And it's in you, it's not your surroundings, it's not your friends, it's not the color of skin. I'm going back to skin we are in. Nothing defines you except what is inside you your heart, your mind, and the the, the abilities. And capabilities with which you came to earth with, you know, you brought mm. them here. Mm, there is something in you that can never be destroyed. Mm. Your journey, your work it is to discover. And the role of this neighbor should be our role as citizens of the world to be enablers
1: your summary of the of the basic plot is fascinating. It reminds me of a conversation I had last year on the show with Eleanor Susulu about this misnomer of even referring to children 's literature as children 's uh, writing and children 's authors are almost regarded as sort of lower down the pecking order if you are the author of War and Peace, Don't you are somehow more of a writer yeah, but right. but the way you were explaining despite the simplicity of the language and the storyline, the layers that you see every time you reread it, it reminds me of how in Matric, We our set work, which many people scoff at, was Huckleberry Finn, oh, which Lord. is just a tale of children's adventure, but yeah. beneath it yeah. are so many layers that you come back to the story that seems basic, and there's so much in it if you know how to read with That's comprehension. The,
2: that is why, you know, to, if one pays respect to the, to the creator of a work, you, one should read the book more
1: than once. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bridget, I don't know how
2: many times I've read Fly Eagle Fly.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna read it myself, especially with the allegorical power that you have spoken about there in terms of loss. Let's go to Belleville. Bridget, what are you reading to the grandkids? Hi.
0: To the grandkids. Um, doctor Spurs and um the Barnes and Beds. Um and I read that to my kids as well. Yes. The best and Bears is like just basically short books that teach um, the kids basic principles,
2: like why one why book, for example, is the big road race. And it's just um, how, you you know, you just never give up. And then there's the other one,
1: um, Berenstain Bears is the sitter. It's introducing kids like Mama and Papa Bear go out um, for one night and, and the kids for the first time have to actually stay with the sitter. And it's and it's just lovely, I I, I I enjoy reading it. Stunning. Uh, Stunning. Thank you so much, Bridget, for sharing that and for reading to the little ones in your life. I think that's so important. So many tweets of people um, sharing what they like. And DeJuzo says, The Pauldi Adventures, Eusebius, children book series about a flying scarecrow who is friends with birds. It's great because it consisted of read-along tapes as well. So the kids are able to keep busy while uh, learning to read and to learn about the world. Murray Williams says, In my mind, the finest South African story... Um, ever to be written is the one that you're just discussing now, Fly Eagle. Fly, in addition to what Cindy is saying, for me, this book is also about emancipation and it's Mm. also about transformation. Um, Absolutely grateful. Isn't it amazing how much one can get out of it? It's weird, isn't it, Cindy, how we have this idea that a few words are used in a book that Mm. that book doesn't have much to offer you. And sometimes the prejudice against um, authors like yourself is that people think that if um, a book doesn't have two hundred thousand words in it, it can't possibly be teaching you about the meaning of life. Oh, lot,
2: yeah. <laughs> don't <laughs> really. I could I could weep honestly. The way people uh, uh, just don't pay attention. Yes. Well, they don't pay attention to living, which is why they don't pay attention to to reading. That's it's right. As simple as that.
1: That's absolutely right. Why do tigers have stripes? Ah,
2: Why Do Tigers Have Strap? This is part of a a, a series, the Mickey Wonders Why series. And uh, Why Do Tigers Have Strap? is a book about animal camouflage and clever disguises. It's just a way of introducing children to the world around them, the world of animals. And it's, it's science, but it's science in a playful way. You know, children should be out and about roaming the streets and the streams and the, and the gullies and the mountain sides. They don't because of the world we live in. This is the next best thing. Huh. You know, I, even I, you know, I, there are things I learned here, like how some birds have their, their eggs with little dots. It's camouflage and why, you know, the crocodile is the way it, everything. Has a reason, and nature is so cleverly you know designed we only have to look with attention and marvel at the wondrous way in which it is designed.
1: I would ask you lastly, we only have a minute left, and i 'd love to have you back on the show to talk about this question is how difficult it is writing books for for children because as with the genre of short story writing, short stories for more adult market, the fact that you have to be more concise, I would imagine, sometimes must make it even concise. I would imagine, sometimes must make it even harder to get the crafting right because every single word needs to be perfectly in place.
2: Yeah, it You know, that's a, a good question, but. The, the problem is both the writing of the story and then selling it to a publisher. You mm. know, one of the, the, things I lament about the South African books is how there isn't much fun. There isn't much freedom because everything has to, 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 to be according to the Department of Age. What's that thing called? I can't remember it. It must comply with something the Department of, you can't just write for children for sure. fun.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Thank you. And thank you, you once are again. obviously a wonderful gift to the country. And thank you for reading for us from this uh, latest book. Really appreciate it. And all the best to you as well as you continue to um, grant us all these literary outputs, Cindy. We well, thanks for coming on.
2: Thank you for having me. Thanks. Okay, that was
1: Cindy, we Magona, and uh, obviously, uh, this book, many of you still asking, Skin We Are In, absolutely brilliant and very useful, and of course, many of her other books, you'll remember the latest novel of hers, it came out in 2015, was Chasing the Tales of My Father's Cattle, which I have a copy of, I haven't read that one yet, but I think her biggest oeuvre is obviously the over 120 books that she herself has written for children.